Hello, hello. You are listening to a new episode of Tipod, and today we are covering one of those fan favorite topics. We're talking about hiring, my friend. Now, if you are a longtime listener, you know there are tons of episodes already around job descriptions and interview questions and the things that you should and should not do when looking to build a diverse team, so on and so forth. But today, I'd like to chat with you about something that's a little more nuanced, a little more tricky to just put your finger on, and that's really prioritizing hiring people who actually care. That's right. Like hiring people who are truly invested into your company and your mission and your vision for the company and the clients in the community that you serve, right? Because let's be honest with each other. For some people, a job is a job. And depending on the role that you are hiring for, that may not be enough. We may not want to have someone on staff who is just, you know, in it for the paycheck if they are going to be client facing or really integral in the growth and development of your company long term. Obviously, we can't hire someone who just wants a job for a job for that sort of role. So today we're going to talk about hiring someone who actually cares and is truly invested. So go ahead, grab your cup of tea, grab your multiple beverages, whatever you got to do, because this is going to be a good one. Hello, my friend, it's Tiana Tai, team dynamics consultant and trained industrial organizational psychologist, helping you to become a better leader than your last boss. And right now you are tuning in to the go-to podcast for entrepreneurs building and leading teams, hiring, onboarding, management, or maybe you just want some general advice about building your business. Well, let me assure you, you are in the right place. So go ahead, crack open a fresh notebook because you are listening to Tipod. I have to take a moment to thank the sponsor of today's episode, Primally Pure. Y'all, I'm not going to get too deep into this, but I've tried a lot of natural deodorants and my husband disapproves of 99.9% of them but not my new Primally Pure Charcoal Deodorant. I have been so excited to share this with you because I have been testing it myself for three full months before I decided that it was worth sharing. This is absolutely my hands down favorite natural deodorant and I've tried at least five or six brands by now. And even better, it can be your new favorite too. You can get your next order for 10% off by using the code TIANA10. That's right, T-I-A-N-N-A-1-0, and you're on your way to your new favorite deodorant. And hopefully your significant other will approve of this one. Now, if you are the small business owner who has a very short stint in a corporate environment, or perhaps you never worked corporate at all, it may come as a surprise to you that larger organizations tend to spend a crazy amount of money on hiring. Why? Because they understand that their company's success is really tied up in the amount of talent, right? And people that exist within that company. So hiring is obviously the number one way to make sure that we get that talent in the door. And hopefully, crossing fingers, we retain that talent. But I want to just like temper that knowledge, temper the knowledge that they're spending a ton of money around hiring and having recruitment professionals and entire divisions for this type of work to also remind you that what happens when those people, the recruitment specialists, the hiring specialists, aren't doing their job effectively. 
Yikes. Okay. So if you haven't heard one of my previous episodes where I'm talking about the true cost of a quote unquote bad hire, which is really just a hire that's not in alignment with your company, whether that's like performance or culture, so on and so forth. Look, a bad hire cost a minimum of about 30% of what that person was going to be making annually, right? So that typically means that the more critical their role was in the company, i.e., um, you know, an executive assistant versus an associate consultant, for example. In most companies, an associate consultant plays more of an integral part in the success of the company than an executive assistant, although maybe that wasn't that good of an example because we love our executive assistants. However, you see what I'm saying here, which is the more critical, the deeper the role is, the more money you're essentially throwing down the drain if they turn out not to be a good fit kind of just is what it is, right? So to save ourselves in the long run, we really want to make sure that we are finding people who truly care about the success of our company, about our clients, about the community that we have built. We want to find people that are just as excited about your business within reason, because to some extent, that's literally impossible. I know this business is your baby, but we do want to find people who are lit up about it in some capacity, because if they don't care, they are probably not going to be a good fit, at least not long term. And if you're going to go into a situation where it's, you know, I'm literally just going to trade money for labor, then at least go into that situation with your eyes open, right? Because there are plenty of people out there that really do have vision and passion that will align with yours and with the impact that your company is trying to make. It's just up to you to find those people. And the reality is that can be like finding a needle in a haystack. So let's get into the conversation about like a couple of hot tips that I can give you to make this a little bit more manageable. All right, so number one, like the first thing that you can really notice to to get a clue about how invested someone will or will not be is honestly to take a good peek at their history, right? So does this person have a history of switching jobs and careers very frequently without a compelling reason? And a compelling reason could be something as simple as, look, I wasn't sure if I was going to enjoy this industry or this role and I wanted to try it. No better way to learn than to jump on in there and eh, it wasn't for me. Not saying you have to have like a stick up there about this, about them switching jobs and careers, but just make sure that there's more so a compelling reason behind it right? Also think about like, what are their career aspirations? Have they shown loyalty to their past commitments and even to their own personal development in those commitments, right? So it can be really, really easy to kind of get complacent, get really tired and burnt out and start to ignore our own personal development. But we do want to see somebody who's more so on the up and up in regards to really valuing the way that they can grow both, both, excuse me, personally and professionally. Now, I just don't want you to ignore some of those resume red flags that are kind of proving a candidate's history of jumping all over the place and of not really being interested in developing professionally, right? So these are just some things to consider. Literally, do they care about themselves and their career? All right. So we just talked about looking at those resume red flags and really digging into someone's professional uh, career history. Now, since we're kind of in like this interview-esque sort of conversation right now, number two that I think you should really pay attention to is in that initial interview, if you don't have this question, go ahead and add it in, but hit them with some sort of variation of why this job question. Okay. Now, 
It's not that there is a perfect answer out there. There is not. Like, spoiler alert, there is no perfect way to answer this question, but there are some things to really watch out for here. So one, we don't want this answer to be 110% self-serving. You know, like imagine someone interviewing for a sales rep position at a chocolate distributor and they're like, I'm in it because I want the free chocolate. Okay, I mean, I'm not going to tell a lie. Me being a barista at Starbucks, it was fantastic to get the free coffee. But when I was interviewing for the position, that's not what I'm going to lead with, right? Like, clearly, that's not what we're after, although it would be an obvious perk, okay? So top-rated candidates should really express a passion for serving others, particularly your ideal client, your community, whatever it is that you have built. So an example of this for our uh, fake chocolate distributor sales rep person is maybe something along the lines of, I don't know, like as a chocolate sales rep, I could help share this incredible product with my community. Okay, that was very generic, but you see how that is still a step above, um, you know, just like I'm in it for the free chocolate, love candy, right? So we want to get a good picture of how this new hire is really going to step up and serve your clients and the community that you've built. All right, so I'm coming at you fast with all my tips, but my third thing that I think can really, really help you make sure we're hiring someone who's truly invested in your company is by making sure that they are aligned with your company's core values because, oh my goodness, do they matter. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, but Tiana, I thought that you said hiring with an eye for diversity is super important and we want diversity of thought, experience, perception, behavior on our team. Of course, diversity on your team is encouraged. But when we talk about alignment with core values, we're just talking about like that synergy for a shared goal and a a shared methodology of reaching that goal. Okay, for those of you who haven't checked out the core values episode, please go on back to the archives and find that episode. We break down exactly how you can determine your own core values. But in a nutshell, core values are really looking at how it is that you do the work that you do. So in your company, innovation may be a core value. Excellence may be a core value. Um, Open and honest communication, like transparency may be a core value. And so all of those things are going to give a different little flavor to how it feels to really operate in the environment of your work culture. So I Obviously, having team members who are at least in alignment, not in direct conflict with those core values, is going to be really important for that for that shared synergy. Wow, what a tongue twister. So in order to make sure you really are recruiting new team members that do have uh, that synergy with your established core values, again, I go back to the interviewing phase. Okay, so y'all see how early on in the team building process this happens. This typically happens before someone even gets through the proverbial door. So in that interview phase, you can really get a feel for whether the candidate does align with those values by asking a few open-ended behavioral questions that will give them more so like an opportunity to showcase some of those values. You could ask somebody about what they do in their spare time, like what are their interests and hobbies outside of work. Uh, You can ask somebody about the last book they read, or if they're not into books, what are they into? You could ask somebody about a time that they created their own project or led their own project from start to finish, and what they learned in the process. Like where did it fall flat? Where did it do really, really well? What did they take away from that experience, right? So we're talking very open-ended, again, behavioral questions that 
that will really pass the mic to them and give them the opportunity to give you more insight, not only into what it is that they can do, but how historically they have gone about doing it. Now, I'm not gonna lie to you, I feel like I just glossed over all of the nuance that goes into writing those interview questions that actually are deeply, deeply tied and aligned to core values. So if you haven't yet done so, please just search our archives, go to the core values episode, go to the writing um, interview questions, structured interview questions episode, or just skip all the riffraff and go straight on over to Dream Hire Bootcamp because we will teach you how to do that. Alrighty, so last but not least, let's talk about the fourth thing that I really want you to focus in on when you're trying to make sure that this new person, this new team member actually cares about your company, okay? And that just boils down to one word, willingness. One of the things that we are often most concerned with when it comes to new talent onto our team is the willingness to learn, right? Another way that we describe this often in my work is learning agility or learning orientation. We want to know that your new hire will really step up and be comfortable to learn new skills on the job, right? Like to fill gaps that they may legitimately lack. So when you're trying to figure out if someone has that willingness to learn on the job, to tinker, to grow and continue to develop over time, you wanna make sure, again, (laughs) those interview questions, we do wanna make sure that they uh, have some specificity to detect the candidate's level of willingness to work hard and fill in those gaps. So one easy way to get a gauge for willingness in someone's personal life is again to ask about the books that they've read or the new hobby that they've taken on. Again, that is a fun one because that question right there can pose double duty, right? Y'all heard me talk about what books are you into or if you're not into books, what are you into right now? That can give you a gauge for core values and give you a gauge for willingness, so on and so forth, right? Uh, You can also check in with them and ask about a situation in which they started a job and were expected to, you know, perform certain tasks or responsibilities and then new things were added to their plate that maybe they didn't know how to do. So how did they handle it? How did they go about um, learning those new skills? How did they react to learning on the job? And allow them to describe that for you. All right, so that is it. I know that this is one of those things where it's like, okay, Tiana, hire someone who cares. Great, that's so fluffy. I don't know how to go about doing that from a practical standpoint. But I hope that these four little things to watch out for, four tips, whatever you wanna call them, have really made it um, apparent to you that it is completely possible to find invested, caring team members who are almost as fired up about your business as you are. Let's keep it within reason. No one will ever be as excited about Tiana Tyco or the expecting CEO as me, but that is okay. They can come pretty dang on close. So I want you to take everything that we've discussed today Make sure you are hiring smart and with intentionality by using these tips in your own hiring process to save you time and money in the long run. Okay, my friend? So that is it. That's what I've got for you today. Now be sure that you are subscribed so that you will not miss anything here on Tide Pod, and I will see you in the next episode. 